2: Good morning. It is Wednesday, May 24th. It is five minutes after 10. We're Kendall and Casey. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find us both on Twitter. He's at Rob M. Kendall. And I'm at Casey Daniels 317. Of course, you can find us both on YouTube right now as well. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So let's talk about Joy Behar. The View co-host apparently believes that the Republican presidential hopeful Senator Tim Scott needs a lesson on what it's like to be a black man. Because, of course, wait, wait, Joy wait, Behar. Wait, wait, yes? wait, wait,
0: wait. What? What? You- What'd you say? So Tim Scott who is black.
2: Yeah, he needs a lesson on how to be a black man because from, from Joy-, Joy Behar, a white woman. Yes, she is uh, of course you know her. She's a renowned, noted expert on yeah. being
0: black. If if you were to pick, take a person and say, what name could we give them that will be the exact opposite of what they are and what they bring to the world around them? <laughs> Joy would
2: be it. Joy would be it for her. Absolutely. <laughs> I missed stuff from mom and dad on that one in the naming game. Well, she said that Tim Scott and Clarence, Clarence Thomas, two actual black men, don't know what it's like to be black in America. Do we
0: have audio of this? Yes, we do. Can we listen to it? Sure. Thank you.
2: And he's one of these guys
3: who, you know,
1: he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it. Neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I know.
0: So, So So if you believe that you aren't a victim... If you believe that you have the ability to create your own path to success, if you believe that you are not beholden to the government, if you believe that America is not an inherently evil, awful, racist place, then in her mind, that's a bad thing, and that makes you a Republican.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's just so ridiculous. He addresses it too. Uh, keep in mind that Tim Scott, he grew up in poverty in South Carolina, a single parent household. Yes. And he is
0: black. Okay, so let's real quick, I'm going to read the definition here of uh, systemic racism, okay? Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, And this found uh, throughout the internet, if you'd like to look it up for yourself. Institutional racism, also known as systemic racism, is defined as policies and practices that exist throughout a whole society or organization, and that result in support and a continued unfair advantage to some people and unfair or harmful treatment to others based on race, where is this happening? Like, we throw these words out there. Where, where is the definition of what I just said? Where is that happening? Like, we literally have rules and laws in our society that give unfair advantages based to, based to people on their minority racial status. Like, look at the NFL. There's no rule in the NFL that says you have to interview any amount of white people. But you have to interview multiple Mm -hmm. minorities Mm -hmm. for an NFL coaching job. Sure. That in itself is racist. You are giving preferential treatment to somebody based on the color of their skin. That in itself is, I mean, I guess it's reverse systemic racism because we're not saying you have to interview the best person. We're saying you have to interview someone based on the color of their skin. Yes. Look at affirmative action. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is in front of the Supreme Court right now about how colleges deny, have denied, qualified Asian students because of their ethnicity, because of the color of their skin. If anything, the system is rigged the other way.
2: Right. Okay, so Tim Scott, he fired back. He said, when a black conservative who believes in the future of this nation stands up to be counted... They lose their minds, they being the left. He said, that's why I'm the candidate the radical left fears the most. Okay, I'm going to disagree with him on that statement because I don't think he's the candidate that the left fears the most. That belongs to Donald Trump. Right. That's the guy they fear the most.
0: But what's he going to say? That's why I'm the candidate the left fears the third most.
2: (laughs) The third most. (laughs) I don't even know if it's third most because at this point he's getting 1% to 2% to Trump's
0: 50%. I'm the candidate the left fears the fifth most.
2: <laughs> but it is getting, you know, him some attention based on his story. He's also using that story to talk about himself a lot. And I understand, Tim Scott, he's introducing himself to the country. This is who I am. This is where I came from. This is what I believe in. But at some point, he's going to have to turn his message around off of himself and onto the American
0: people. But I I want to come back to this hyper-offensive thing that Joy Behar said. Because Clarence Thomas, while maybe less great than Clarence Clemens. Clarence Thomas is one of the greatest Americans who ever lived. I mean, when you talk about heroes in the black community and a person that you can put up and say that every every person should want look, all Americans should want to be like Clarence Thomas. All Americans should aspire to rise to the level of Supreme Court justice. He is one of the nine most powerful people in the entire country he is a brilliant legal mind and it has nothing to do with the actual color of his skin it has to do with he is uber qualified to be on the supreme court because of who he is as a human being and you know the irony in all of this is when clarence thomas was nominated by george hw bush to the supreme court who tried to take him out A bunch of white Democrats. Mm -hmm. It was a bunch of white Democrats who tried to derail the nomination of Clarence Thomas, a black man, who's qualified to be on the Supreme Court, unlike, I guess, Katanji Brown Jackson, who Joe Biden made very clear, picked her because she's black and a woman. Clarence Thomas was qualified to be on the Supreme Court, not because of the color of his skin, but because he's an incredibly brilliant legal mind who had a track record of showing the sort of qualifications a Supreme Court justice should have. And for this woman to say, well, you don't, you don't get it. But yet the white woman, the white liberal woman mm-hmm. supposedly understands, I mean, the story, <laughs> right. the story- sure she does. The story of Tim Scott growing up and what he faced and what he overcame, Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas recognize you have the ability not to play victim in American society. Life is not fair, and it's not fair for almost everyone for a bevy of reasons, but for the overwhelming majority of Americans, we don't see race. We know when we see race, when it's shoved in our face. And
2: that's it exactly, because you know what? We played his presidential announcement yesterday, and he was excited and full of energy, and he said, and that's why I'm running for president of the United States of America, and it was uplifting and positive. Did he mention what race he was in that announcement? No, not once. You know who brought it up? She did.
0: Yeah, I mean, get the... Think about this, that, you know, Abdul is one of my best friends, not because he's black, but because we have a lot of things in common. We have a lot of points of commonality. We have a lot of things that even when we, and people who listen to this radio station know Abdul and I don't agree all the time, Mm -hmm. but we can be civil and have fun with it and try to make it something that's thought provoking for whatever audience we've been doing this for, for a decade plus now, whatever audience we're in front of. Race doesn't mean it shouldn't have anything to do with any of it. And the left is the one who keeps interjecting race, right? She's Look, the one who's bringing it up. The most qualified football coach should get the job, the most qualified general manager should get the job, the most qualified Supreme Court justice should get the job, the most qualified person to be CEO should get the job. Hire good people and let them do their job. If If, if it's an entire school. uh, in a suburban community of all black teachers and they're the most qualified or all Asian or all Hispanic teachers, great. Mm -hmm. If they're the most qualified people, if they happen to be white, then those people should get the job too. I'm so sick of race, of the left using race to divide this country. Tim Scott is totally qualified to be a U.S. Senator. He's actually pretty decent at it. Not because he's black, but because he has a good worldview. The same way as Clarence Thomas is totally qualified to be a Supreme Court justice. Not because he's black, but because he has the temperament and philosophy and understands the role of a judge, which is necessary to be on the Supreme Court.
2: Okay, so Tim Scott living up to his reputation as being a good fundraiser. He hauled in $2 million in the first 24 hours after his announcement.
0: Well, I would hope. I mean, look, if you can't fund Raised the day after your announcement right well we we raised nine dollars that
2: was nice done here (laughs) nope but now he's rolling out videos and this is the who am i i'm tim
3: scott i'm living proof that america is the land of opportunity i was raised by a single mother in poverty she taught me to have stubborn faith faith in god faith in ourselves and faith in america I rose from a child of poverty to a candidate for president of the United States because we chose patriotism over pity and to be victors, not victims. Made in America, that's my story. That's why it pains my soul to see the Biden liberals attacking every rung of the ladder that helped me climb. Indoctrination in our schools, inflation in our economy, crime in our neighborhoods, victimhood in our culture. To the radical left that says we're an evil, declining country, I say the truth of my life disproves your lies. I'm Tim Scott, and I approve this message because I have faith in America, and our president should too. It's
2: a good I, ad. I didn't hear him once say that he was a black guy. Yeah, but it's a great ad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what's he going to stand for? Well, one, he doesn't want to talk about Trump. He's pledged to sign the most conservative abortion bill. He wants to leverage his own personal story. And like I mentioned, at some point, he's going to have to get off of himself and get on to the American people. But for now, we'll let him introduce himself to the country. Uh, But he he differs with DeSantis and Trump in saying that he thinks that we should be in Ukraine.
0: Uh, And that's going to be a big problem for him with a lot of Republican uh, primary voters. All right, Casey. Mm hmm. When we come back, yeah, do you want to talk about how much money the state made off the lottery?
2: <laughs> I know you do because you got a story. Well,
0: and then I can tell. I know I've told this story before about the time I actually interviewed for a job with the state lottery. You'd, you'd
2: think that the lottery uh, exudes fun, well, right? It's a good place to be. Smiles all around.
0: That's what they told me in the build-up, and I went in there and tried to have some fun, and it was—I was—they
2: were not having any was, of it.
0: Apparently, fun was not on the list that day. <laughs> okay,
2: it's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. Hey Rob. Yes, Casey. I want to ask you something. Oh, go ahead. Would you be upset if you lost one hundred and eleven thousand dollars?
0: I would be upset if I lost eleven dollars, much less one hundred and eleven thousand. <laughs>
2: well, get this: ninety-six percent of Americans lose out on an average of one hundred and eleven thousand dollars in Social Security income, and you know why? Why? It's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time.
0: Hey, it's Kendall and Casey. You know that because you're listening to us. So learn how you could avoid this potential mistake with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. If you've saved at least $200,000 and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis now by calling 317-932-9912.
2: Okay, so this analysis, it pinpoints exactly how you could get the most out of your benefits while considering the impact of your taxes, Medicare premiums, and other benefits. And you know what? It's free! Call 317-932-9912. That number, 317-932-9912. Life 20 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. A couple of quick hits for you. I thought this was really cool. Jake Query from The Fan tweeted out this stat yesterday. He said this Sunday, approximately one in every 1,000 people in America are going to be at IMS on Sunday. That just shows you the scale of the attendance that is expected at the Indy 500. That's
0: pretty impressive. Yeah. Will you be walking to the track again this year?
2: No, I think we're going to try and drive a little closer. Well, find I wish, I wish you good luck. Casey.
0: Casey, last year, she had just moved, and shes you live about two miles away.
2: You know what? It's, it's actually more like three miles.
0: Yeah, because when you were, you're like, I think I'm just going to walk. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that seems like a bit of a stretch. How bad could it be? Yeah,
2: you were concerned about me. You were like, well, be careful. You're, yeah. You're walking through some sketchy areas. You're yeah. lucky
0: you're still here. <laughs> I need a place to park. Can I park at
1: your
2: at your mansion? Only if you walk over with me. Okay. 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 Or we can carpool it. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to work something out. Do you have tickets? Where are you going to be sitting? I don't have a ticket
0: yet, but I'm going to buy one soon. Are you-
2: Dude, no, don't buy a ticket. I have an extra.
0: Do you really? Yeah. She chose you over her man.
2: No, he's he's <laughs> going to. We're, there, we're, we're sitting in uh, G. Oh, so, cool. So, yeah. I was going to go to the infield, though. To meet up with some people. Oh, okay. So well, you, yeah, but you, you still you, got a
0: seat that you could come back, use right? Use my
2: ticket to get in and then blow me yeah, off. that's cool. I
0: guess that's
1: true. I could yeah. yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Do that. No,
0: no, yeah, you guys totally need to go walk from Casey's <laughs> house and live stream it so that we can view the fabulous scenery on the various thriving neighborhoods you'll stroll through yeah, to get yeah. to the track. Yeah, you'll content. see me
2: sweating along the way because it's going to be warm. <laughs> also trending this morning, Blake Shelton after crowning season 23 winner of The Voice, he said goodbye to the show. He's been part of the show since it premiered in 2011, along with Adam Levine, Christina Aguilera, and CeeLo Green. Oh, no, Margot oh, Mar- Mar- no. Robbie is trending to promote her movie Barbie, which will be out this summer. She's on the cover of Vogue magazine for the summer issue. And today, and today, only Krispy Kreme, offering free donuts to graduating seniors. They have to show up dressed in their cap and gown and get a Free donuts. What
0: if you graduate? Now, it doesn't say what year you were a graduating You have senior. to bring
2: your student ID.
0: So uh, they are I possibly still, I checking. Still, I still have my student ID. Uh-huh.
2: Hey, you know you can go into any store at any time and buy a birthday. Do cake. you not No believe, one checks.
0: Do you not believe me that I still have still, my student ID and I, it's still in my wallet?
2: I isn't it your photo, your profile pic on Twitter?
0: What? Uh, no, that was an old one. Like I still have a, a, a well, a newer one. I, I think it's still in my wallet. I'll have to check here once mm-hmm. we go to a, yeah. a break.
2: I love that old picture. You look like a uh, Sid Vicious. <laughs> He does kind of doesn't. Yeah, he's got that punk look.
0: Oh my gosh, I was so beautiful back then. What happened? (laughs) You grew up, stress,
2: life beating you down. (gasps) Just wait until that kid's born. The wrinkles are you know, people used to
0: tell me when I was younger, enjoy your youth. You'll miss it when it's gone. And Mm -hmm. I would have
2: shut up, old man. Yeah. Now uh youth is wasted on the young, right? All right, let's talk about what's going on with the Indiana lottery. They expect to send three hundred sixty-one point seven million dollars back to the state coffers
0: and you'll get none of it right exactly <laughs> yeah so so think about this this the lottery so the lottery has a private in, in entity who runs the lottery for them the, the lawmakers the the create a monopoly which is the lottery so you can't just invent your own lottery so they this is everything government right so the the government creates a a monopoly that the government has full control over which is the lottery then because the government recognizes we're brutally incompetent when we have to make money and we're they're incapable of making money the government is the lottery is the government's admission to you that when they actually need to do something that actually is productive they can't do it so they give it to someone else so someone else has the contract to run the lottery and then they are required to earn a certain amount of money and then everything on top of that money they split amongst the entity and the lottery so they may or the state so the the entity made so much money that on top of what they get paid to do the lottery they're going to get something like 19.4 million dollars to to them or indiana capital chronicle had the exact figures but i mean it is a it is a Colossal amount of money three hundred sixty one point seven million dollars. Going back to the state, but that's
2: not how much they're making this year. They expect to make one point seven billion dollars in sales by the end of the fiscal year, which ends June thirtieth.
0: And here's a somewhat staggering. Most of
2: that coming from scratch. And I
0: will say this is actually slightly concerning number. It was three hundred twelve point two million dollars just four years ago, and so that says that in four years' time. The lottery is making an additional $50 million, which means a heck of a lot of people. And you know me, Kees, I'm totally on fine with gambling. It's your money. Do what it is as you see fit. Obviously, I've been a huge proponent of sports betting. Um, but the idea that not really that much has changed inside of the lottery, an additional $50 million profit is going back to the state. That's an alarming amount of money for an economy that seems to be slightly teetering.
2: Well, that's, to me, says if people have an extra couple dollars in their pocket, they're thinking, you know what? Maybe this is, I mean, this is their plan. This is their retirement plan right. to win the lottery.
0: And, of course, we're not going to get any of that. I mean, 361000000 million, you'd think the state would be plotting. Okay, how much property tax can we, re- I mean, this is, it, air quote, free money, right? It's just money being handed to them. It's extra money. hmm
2: well, tell us about how fun it is to work there. Well,
0: okay, so why don't we take a break because I once <laughs> I once applied for a job at the lottery and it did not go as I expected it to go. You didn't
2: get offered the job? So
0: we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll play. <laughs> I had the I had the audacity to make a joke and it didn't go over well. Okay. And uh why don't we take a break? I'll tell that story when we come back and we'll play some voicemails.
2: It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
0: It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317 559 PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached
2: my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you would like to leave us a message. It is 1032 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. But before we get to our fabulous phone calls from our fabulous, wonderful listeners, you've got a story first. I
0: think I've told this story before. but So the last segment we talked about the lottery and the amount of money, the lottery. Uh, gave back, I think is how they word it, to the state, send back, whatever. So the way the lottery works, again, if you missed the last segment, is they, because the government recognizes when they have to do something efficiently, there's no way they can possibly do it. So the lottery is designed to make money. So government recognizes, boy, we're the last people that should be in charge of that because we're trying to make money. We actually have to appeal to people to get the money. We can't take it by force. So they hire a private firm Mm-hmm. to administer the lottery. Now, the state protects the monopoly. They make sure you can't just start your own lottery. They totally rig the system in favor of this private firm. But in terms of marketing and the printing of the tickets and you know, all the things associated with it, there's an outside agency that is actually the Hoosier Lottery, which is set
2: to get a 19 million dollar bonus. Yeah, I
0: mean look, they, this they year. I think I think the way it works is they get a certain amount guaranteed and then, you know, they split above a certain amount. And there's, you know, there's a formula to determine it. And so so, um, I actually interviewed once to be the... I think it was the title was communications director for the Hoosier Lottery, and I don't want to say too much about why I interviewed, because it involves me trying to get the heck away from the Indiana State Auditor's Office. You just
2: wanted to be the person on TV when the ball drops to announce the numbers?
0: Well, I have to save my state auditor stories for when Mike Pence declares he's running for president, so I don't want to give away too much, but I was desperately, in any shape, form, or fashion, trying to get out of the state auditor's office and away from state government, and somebody, a very respected person in state government, said, Man, you would be perfect Mm -hmm. for The state lottery, like it's fun. It's kind of like a Willy Wonka factory. They're inventing new things. You're a character. You'd be great over there. And so they connect me with you know whoever the person is. They say, hey, this job's open. You'd be great. So I talk to the person on the phone. Oh yeah, we're we're all about fun. We're all about creativity. And we're you know we're having a good time. But we're down to you know business when it comes time to making money. But we want to have a good time. We'd love for you to come in and interview. Perfect. Okay. Great. So I get ready. I get interview. You know, set up. We go in there, and. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm totally, since it's about fun, it's yeah. about having a good time. Yeah, play here. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm going to knock it right out of the park and just get them. Right when I sit down Turn
2: that personality and, on And
0: so we do the walking tour And it's you know Lights are going off And it's colorful And you know There's Oompa Loompas Making lottery tickets And it's The whole works. Like, okay this is exactly As they described So yeah. they sit down And and they say Well hey you know Tell us a little bit About yourself And I said Oh yeah you know I'm happy to get to that I said but first I have a very important Question for you guys And they're <laughs> you know Kind of intrigued and said, Well sure yeah I said yeah. It's just, just amongst us And it won't leave the room Just how rigged Is the lottery <laughs> And <laughs> Remember the scene in Animal House where the guy goes, if I were you, I'd be leaving. What a great idea. <laughs> yes.
2: Didn't go over too well. I used huh?
0: to say I did not get a call back. So, mm, um, Really? No, I got nothing. Not even a, you didn't get the job, uh, just an absolute nothing. So apparently that was 100, uh, no, no fun Touched of any kind is apparently did the rule <laughs> When it wow. comes to making jokes About the lottery being rigged
2: Were you making a joke Or did you really want to know
0: Well I just kind of a- <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you know As we built up a rapport They would talk about You know what the, the odds are and I, sure. I know those are actually On the tickets et cetera. But I, that's my uh
2: Were you disappointed? Who were you like, okay, next, move on? Uh,
0: No, because I think I've told this story that my goal was then to get the heck out of state government altogether. Mm -hmm. And I left. And then I made the egregious mistake when they came back and asked me to be the pharmacy board director of accepting that job. And that was even worse than the first job. (laughs) And I've got so many stories on all of that. Right, right. uh, But we're We're just waiting for Mike Pence to announce that he's running for president. Waiting, uh, you know, because I'm a big believer in getting what you deserve, Casey. Mm -hmm. And and I've been waiting about... uh, well, what's this been? Eight, nine years now to just Just tell these stories. Open up the
2: vault and let it out.
0: People will know the sort of governor Mike Pence was in my hopes of Mike Pence getting just, well, you know, just getting exactly what he deserves. And if I can help facilitate that in any shape, form or fashion, we've got some great stories. We're just waiting for Mike Pence.
2: Well, we did start off the show by quoting Tom Petty. The waiting is the hardest part. But we will wait no more for phone calls at 317-684-8444. What do we have on deck?
0: Uh, Our man, Drake. Yeah. Super fan, mm-hmm. one of the most loyal, beloved listeners uh, to all the shows here on WIBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called with a little bit of an uplifting message for our show.
1: Hey Kendall and Casey, it's your boy Drake. That's right, the number one WIBC superfan. sit him, folks. Hi, oh! Anyway, guys, uh, this message, I've, I've noticed you guys have been getting a lot of hate voicemails lately, and it just gets under my skin. So, this message is actually for them. So, here we go. <clears throat> Listen up, you tree hugging, tofu eating, French popcorn, little farting fairies. You do not get to call the Kendall and Casey show and tell Rob what to do or how to do his show. And you most definitely don't get to tell the sexy, elegant, and classy Casey Daniels what to do or how to do her show either. You understand me? That's right. WIBC superfan just said it, and that's the bottom line, because Drake for America said so. Love you guys. Keep being you. Cheerio.
2: Yay! Good Drake. job, Drake. Woo! Love him.
0: We should also point out that mm-hmm. Drake and his wife have waited a very long time to have a baby. Yeah. They are expecting a child. Mm-hmm. And Drake invited basically every single person here he, at WIBC to his baby shower.
2: Yes, he did. He did. And it's, it's going to be fabulous.
0: They're going to have a bounce house. Uh, he's going to have all sorts shower. of things. I
2: wonder if they're going to have adult beverages.
0: With, that, well, I would hope so. I mean it's entire, not for the baby. With
2: the entire WIBC staff there, that could get scary. He sent me a really nice message on Twitter the other day. He he asked if I had any bad angles. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I was tempted to send him some pictures with a lot of bad angles, but I but I didn't.
0: Uh, Drake is a phenomenal person, mm-hmm. and uh, we are very happy for him. Yeah,
2: we're very happy for him and his uh, wife, and can't wait to welcome the latest Drake.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right, uh, so yesterday, we talked about DeSantis making the announcement. Tonight, we started our show with that. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we talked about there was an article, I think it was in Newsmax, that was talking about how Desantis's play, one of his plays, is going to be for older voters. Right. Who he believes... are areas where Trump is vulnerable in kind of that traditional nuts and bolts politicking. And this relates specifically to prescription drugs, Mm -hmm. the price of drugs for senior citizens. And we kind of talked about, well, it'll be interesting in a world where you're making your announcement on Twitter, which is a play to the masses. Can he execute enough of this nuts and bolts campaigning, this constituency and that constituency to make a difference in places like like Iowa, and some guy called very concerned that DeSantis is going about this all wrong.
3: Hey, Rob Casey, this is Indiana Joe in Texas. I'm listening to your piece about DeSantis appealing to baby boomers.
1: There's a problem with that in this upcoming election. I read an article where, and I'm a baby boomer, uh, we're dying at like 2,000 a day. So if you do the numbers on that since the 2020 election, it's that many fewer Republican and Trump voters. So the only way you're going to win this election is you're going to have to appeal to people you don't really like when you're 40 or 50 years old, and that would be the 20-somethings and the 30-somethings. If the Republicans are relying on the baby boomers to get them elected, They're barking up a tree that doesn't have much fruit on it anymore. So, interesting take. I like your take on how they're trying to appeal to a group
3: that's uh, shrinking and not going to be able to get them elected. Thank you. Have a great day.
0: Well, that's an interesting thought. Here's the thing, though. If you look at total voters, though, because of the percentage of people who vote, there's still far more people from that generation who are voting Mm -hmm. as compared to, say, people in Kevin's generation.
2: Yeah, the Gen Zs. uh, And the Gen Zs are less Mm -hmm. apt to vote. Yeah. They just don't do it.
0: Yeah. No, you're 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 right. And and uh this is where I come back to the thing with Trump, which is Trump needlessly brings a whole bunch of people who otherwise would be not be in the equation into the equation. They don't care who he's running against, they show up just to vote against him. Mm-hmm. Like to, I'm sure you have these conversations with your daughter about some of her friends, and I know your daughter's a little more in tune than the average person because you have these conversations with with her. But your daughter's underachieving friends <laughs> <laughs> probably have no idea who Ron DeSantis is. There's probably, no, in general, no passion for or against mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis. And that, to me, is fine... Because if they, if they look at Biden and go, that guy is 8,000 years old and he sucks at his job and he doesn't know where he's at half the time, so I can't vote for him. And I just don't like that other guy because he's a Republican. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't the hatred for the, the other guy who they don't know anything about doesn't compel them to go vote for the guy who doesn't know where he's at. Then I consider that a win because the old people are going to vote for the Republican.
2: Right. They're going to go out and they're going to vote. And the thing is interesting about what's going on on the college campuses is she does live in a house with a bunch of engineers. There are most Conservative, and yes, they do know who runs. Oh Sanders
0: well, is. I'm such so a t- well. Excuse me. But, Sorry for trying to have a radio show over but here. But it's
2: it's the actually getting them to go vote. Like they are definitely opinionated, but there's a difference between having an opinion and actually. Is
0: the line too long? Is that it?
2: You know what? It, it,
0: Is that, I'm, I'm not even being facetious. Is that it? Like what? It's Partly
2: because we've had this conversation before where you could go give away free sandwiches and that's more enticing to go get them to vote than per- preserving their liberties. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, that's a hassle. And half of them, when they're away at college, they're not where they're allowed to vote. Yeah. So, if you could make that a change, I remember driving back
0: from Indiana State the one year I went to to Indiana State to go vote. Like, I remember that being a big. But you're an
2: anomaly because you're you. That's not the average college student who is completely getting indoctrinated, by the way, on the college campus.
0: We need to make people more like me. I think that should be our goal. By the <laughs> way, can I, I, can I just say the highlight of this whole segment was Casey going, oh, my daughter's friends are engineers, and they certainly do know well, who I Ron mean, DeSantis is, you know dummy.
2: She, you know she goes to Purdue, and it's a big engineering school, so they they do a lot of them. They, they know who Ron DeSantis is.
0: <laughs> That's almost as offended as Casey got with the men in the women's sports. My daughter's an engineer, and her friends sure do know who Ron DeSantis is, <laughs> a-hole. Well, you were
2: trying to call her friends, do Dumb. No, I just said most
0: <laughs> college kids generally don't engage in the world of overachievement. But apparently, we have found the one little <laughs> the pocket dorm room of overachievement, uh, you know, this side of the Mississippi. They, they just need to be less like themselves and more like Rob. That's right. Mm, okay. make, make America Rob again. Oh, no. Uh, Hammer is next. Speaking of underachievement, Hammer is next.
2: It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC, and Hammer joins us in the studio. Hello. Hello.
1: So, I want to have a conversation with you folks. It's kind of something we talked about yesterday how things have changed so drastically from the time that I was getting ready to graduate high school to the time my son is graduating high school. He graduates on Saturday, I was class of 1996. For argument's sake, let's say that you were in some sort of horrible accident and you were put in a coma and it's 1994. Five. Yeah. Sometime between 94 and 96, you're in a coma, yeah. and you don't wake up again until today. Can you try explaining to that person <laughs> what has gone on in the world? Well, the cover of Sports Illustrated is technically a man, but it looks like a woman, possibly bought the tuck room bathing suit from Target. The former president was the host of The Apprentice, was a billionaire, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now running again to defeat the guy whose birthday was closer to Lincoln's assassination than his own inauguration date. That's crazy. And, oh yeah, the music that you used to listen to, Snoop Dogg and Mm -hmm. Dr. Dre, those guys that all said they hate sellouts. Well, guess what? (laughs) Dr. Dre is known as the headphones guy now. Sold his company for billions of dollars. Snoop Dogg does wacky TV commercials and game shows. And Ice Cube, the man who literally wrote the lyrics to F the police, Mm He now does wacky family movies
0: and runs a basketball league. You touched on something that's interesting, though, because they try to act like with the transsexual stuff and the 99 gender stuff that, oh, this is just normal behavior. Well, no, because you're right. If you go back to 1993 and you tell somebody about what's happening now, they would look at you and go, WTF? Mm -hmm. Because throughout all of human history, it wasn't normal behavior because it's not normal behavior, and it has only become, quote-unquote, accepted because of societal influence. There's not actually all these people running around who are naturally transsexual. There's not all these people naturally running around who are all these genders. They have been influenced to believe that they are or that it is normal or acceptable.
1: And if you go out and say, I don't think that woman with a crank is attractive or that's not my cup of tea or I don't really think she's stunning or brave and most certainly should not be competing in women's sports. If it's a biological man, you would be some sort of pariah Mm -hmm. trying to make sense. To somebody that's been in that coma. Like, there's going to be a movie about this one day, right? We've
2: come a long way from, let's just take the guys from the band Poison. You like your hair metal bands, I like Poison. Yeah, okay, so they used to wear makeup. Yeah. That's a long way from buying
1: bathing suits where you can tuck your junk. Brett Michaels wearing a lot of hairspray and makeup Mm -hmm. is different than somebody tucking a crank.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot different. There's
1: a big difference there. And a listener brought this to our attention. Would you watch a movie if, let's just say a time machine existed, and Buzz, the older brother from Home Alone, gets sent to the year... 2023 and he has to go through high school dealing with all the sensitivity and <laughs> yeah. the cancellations and you know the things like that could you imagine that character trying to get through in high school
0: today you also touched on something that's incredible and I did the math and I when you first said it I thought there's no way but you're right the biden the time from Bi- from when biden was born this is how old biden is the time from when biden was born to his inauguration was greater than the time from when Lincoln was assassinated to Biden's birth.
1: Technically, in age, he's closer to Lincoln's presidency than his own. Because Lincoln's presidency ended the day that he was assassinated. And I believe there's about a year and a half, we did the math yesterday, about a year and a half to two year difference between Lincoln's assassination date and Biden's birthday to Biden's birthday and when he was sworn in as the president. It's unbelievable. And Pelosi's two years older than him. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, These are the people. And Diane Feinstein's <laughs> older than both of them. Right. And Fetterman, hi, good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not necessarily that he's old, but he's got health issues. These are the most powerful people in our country.
2: And they're the ones that are trying to relate to the Gen Zs that we were talking yeah. about earlier. And,
1: you know, elections aside... These are the people that are picking your health care plans. These are the people deciding how much money you're going to be able to have in your 401K. These are the people deciding how safe your communities are going to be. Closer to Lincoln's presidency than his own.
0: Unbelievable. I have a job for you tomorrow, okay? And I know you are the sports gambling expert tomorrow because we've got Stingray. We're scheduled to have Stingray Rob coming up next next hour. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And uh, huge Stingray Rob fan, one of the Mount Rushmore of names in racing history. Um, You got to get an Indy 500 winner for me tomorrow because I need to make some money. So Deal. that is your... Jo- that, give Here's me a- what
1: I'm going to do. I'm going to do the balling on a Budget special for tomorrow. I'm going to say, imagine you've <laughs> well, got just for $25. I'm going to give you three different bets you can make and as long as just one of them comes through, your toes are tapping with a profit.
0: I love that because uh, in addition to Stingray Rob, I've got to have somebody else to cheer for mm-hmm. out there and I just can't keep betting on Marco Andretti out of spite. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I thought maybe that would be a good exercise for our. For are our you going to go
2: to the race this year? I know you got big shindig S- Saturday. Yeah, we're going. We go every year. Yeah, okay. wouldn't miss it for the world. Good deal. What do you have coming up today? Uh, you are going to come by and bring that side
1: piece with you. Yep. Uh, we will have Tony Kennett, the Tonus, and looking forward to the big DeSantis announcement tonight.
0: Stingray Robs coming up next hour. It's
2: Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Thank you, Hammer.